When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that likes its D and D combat like it likes its men, high in initiative and raw. <laughs> wow, <laughs> with a low armor class. I'm Mike Johnson, <laughs> and probably a barbarian. Um, I'm Kyle Getz. <laughs> We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality, and today he can tiefling me all over. Um. We're going to talk about biting. Nom, nom, nom. We're going to talk about biting. <laughs> um, as voted on by you, the listener. Yeah. Um, but first. But first. Here's news? the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, news the first. So. Um. Let's... I've been seeing a lot of gay shit on my like just personal where I get news stuff, and yeah. I, I'm so I'm curious what what if that will make it? Yeah, yeah, me too. Let's go on this <laughs> journey together. together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, I wanted to say that after 55 years of being a dick bag asshole, <laughs> televangelist Pat Robertson is leaving television. <laughs> so he is the right wing Christian homophobe asshole dickbag fuckface who has been hosting the 700 club on the christian broadcasting network uh since 1966 and uh today i don't know recently um (laughs) uh he it was the 60th anniversary of the show and he announced that he is stepping down quote today's show will be my final as host of the 700 club My replacement will be my very capable son, Gordon, who will take over as full-time host of the program. Gordon. So I thought, yeah, Gordon. Is Gordon an asshole? He already sounds like it. (laughs) The apple did not fall far from that tree. Great. Um, So I just thought maybe we could do do a quick, like, greatest hits of his fucking bigoted asshole shit bag of horse shit. Okay. Pat Robinson, your bullshit is bullshit. (laughs) Here, Here he goes. Here we go. He he has said that homosexuality is driven by demonic possession. Eh. Of course. Uh, said that the United States would face nuclear attack if it passed the Equality Act. Oh, that must be a recent one then. Insisted that gay people are willing to destroy society to protect, quote, their weird way of doing sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree necessarily. <laughs> uh, said that <laughs> On this on this episode about biting, yeah, right. <laughs> some guy said we do sex weird. Um, it said America must forsake same sex marriage to cure coronavirus. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, predicted that the Black Lives Matter movement would launch a quote lesbian anti family anti capitalist Marxist revolution. That was just buzzword bingo. There, <laughs> why would the Black Lives Matter launch the lesbians? Like, I don't. Okay. Uh, we talked about this on the show before in uh, uh, a, a 2013 clip resurfaced in which uh, Robertson claimed that gay men have a secret ring that transmits HIV. Quote, I think people in the gay community, they want to get people. They help, they'll have a ring and you shake hands and the ring has a little thing where it cuts your finger. 
and like oh like a literal ring on their finger not okay that that gives people hiv intentionally um his co-host terry questioned this claim asking really and he said really (laughs) it's that kind of vicious stuff which would be the equivalent of murder um (laughs) is that what the ring was about (laughs) yeah yeah no idea um and of course no tall christians uh there there are a lot of christians who speak out against him and his fucking horse shit um united church of christ minister chuck curry wrote on twitter quote few people in modern american history have done more damage to christianity and the common good than pat robertson he is and he's an apostle of hate not a follower of jesus and uh i agree yeah so good riddance to bad rubbish pat robertson i is it for a good reason, like he's dying or something? Or is it he's just 91 tired? and tired? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, bye. Hey, Gordon. Bye. Lay on, lay on the new shit. Hey, Gordon. <laughs> um, okay, so next. I... Gordon is probably, like, unfortunately very attractive. Like, that's what I imagine. Oh, I doubt it. Really? I I just d- picture if he's Pat a... Robertson's son, Wrong. he's still super old. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. Wrong. 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 That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's Gordon helpful. is not hot. Gordon is currently uh, sixty-three years old, and uh, oh, uh, I'm okay. Yes, I'm not that. I've... That makes that not that. That's the reason he's not hot. He's just not mm-hmm. hot. Um, and uh, it's worth noting that Pat will still stop by the show whenever he has a quote revelation end quote sure. to share. Yeah, mm. yeah, Re- yeah. There's an entire chapter of Revelations that I think was already like I think I, we kind of set that in stone. I think they were Dunskis with that. I think that the Bible is the final version, you know. Yeah, yeah. Instead, like they're they're trying to get a new Bible at new a new chapter, a new book added to the Bible. It's it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Pat. <laughs> um. Okay. News in a second. Yeah. Great. So on the on September the eighteenth, twenty twenty one, the ACLU tweeted this with justice ruth bader ginsburg's death we lost a champion for abortion and gender equality and on the anniversary of her death the fight to protect abortion access is more urgent than ever and an image of this with big old quotes around it the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a person's life to their well-being and dignity when the government controls that decision for people they are being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for their own actions uh, the problem is, and problem is maybe a strong word. I want to discuss this. That uh, that's that's not what she said. It, they're they're quoting her 1993 Senate confirmation hearing in which she she said the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well being and dignity. It is a decision she must make for herself. When government controls that decision for her, she's being treated as less than a fully human adult responsible for her own choices. Now, you know what I'm going to say, right? Say it. What am I going to say? I love my nipples being touched on Mike Johnson. Hey, everybody. Text me dick pics. I'm Mike Johnson. I love this. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, okay. News the last thing? <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, I, I just... I, the, the thing is, while I simultaneously agree with the idea that 
you know, there are, there are, they exist. We've seen them. Thomas Beatty is one of them. Trans men who choose to become pregnant. Like it's, it, pregnancy is about people with uteruses and that degendering that language is something that we should maybe work on. I have a huge problem with changing the words of a dead person to fit oh. the modern sensibilities about that like i thought you were going to say the left argues amongst ourselves too much that's where i thought you were going to go with it but oh yeah i mean we do but no that, that's mm. that's not the direction i was going oh because she didn't say that she didn't say that like they didn't put little brackets or anything to indicate it, that it was they did there are little brackets around oh, it the, that's... the parts that they substituted well then, then they did a fair uh fair yeah. reporting like that's what you do to show yeah i just do people know what brackets mean? I don't like. I it just it. it um, I, I just think it's. It's. I think it's problematic. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's problematic, and I. I worry that. Um. What do I worry? This is now a distraction from an abortion rights crisis in this country. Or is right? it the, the ACLU is crazy? This is what you know. M- moderate conservative or even right wing folks are going to think like the ACLU is crazy, and they're totally like lost to the liberal agenda and they're gonna i just what's wait why why are you saying they will say that because they altered a dead woman's words or because they are including men in that both i mean i don't care what they think about including men in the conversation on this like that that needs to happen and that you're right that may given they pick on trans people issues and use those because they're not as accepted in society they, absolutely right when people are going to grab onto trans issues any way they can and right. say like whatever you know even that's if it's a small tiny percentage that like that's the issue like in sports but i don't care about that hmm. i i uh, you know what am i wor- more worried about altering with the appropriate uh, cre- like approach editorially a, a dead woman's words or getting conversation about how trans men and non-binary people need to be included in, in this conversation. And like there, I, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I, I think the, whoever posted that ap- apologized for changing the gender. I get, I get the, like Anthony Romero, executive director of the ICLU said he regrets the RPG tweet and that in the future, the organization won't substantively alter anyone's quotes. Still, he said, quote, having spent time with Justice Ginsburg, I would like to believe that if she were alive today, she would encourage us to evolve our language to encompass a broader vision of gender identity and sexuality. I think it's it's both. I mean, I can also see the like this is a it, it it's a lot of, like to to is it, a, a woman's issue, a very big woman's issue. It is also an issue for trans and non-binary people so like but i could see the like you know how how do you communicate both mm-hmm. like how do you communicate both effectively i don't know yep yep anyway i'm very sad she's dead okay oh, okay, okay uh we're good in that yeah yeah news the last yeah news the last uh so there is a how do i want to do this so former Japanese foreign minister Fumio Kishida won the next prime ministership of Japan uh, last week. And unfortunately, it wasn't the the other person. Kono? 
Sakono. What am I doing with my life? Hold on. Taro Kono um, was the the other person that was running. It was a runoff. Uh, only finished one vote ahead of him in the first round, and uh, in which none of the four candidates, including two women, was able to win a majority. And then in a landslide 257 to 170 victory in the second round, Kishida received the prime ministership, which is really unfortunate for LGBT people. Leading up to that election, Kono was saying, I fully support gay marriage. We need gay marriage in Japan, which is not a thing at mm. present. That's... Um, uh, recognized by by the government and uh so there was a, a a fairly wide segment of queer japanese people who were excited about the prospect of kono winning the mm-hmm. prime ministership and then and then you know finally changing the law to be more permissive kishida is uh apparently um not super anti but is clearly not on board uh he said that he quote hasn't made up his mind on same sex marriage and would quote prefer to hear various opinions on the issue, which even in Japanese, your bullshit is bullshit. That's <laughs> that's right. That's like, I'm not on board. And uh, oh, I was, I was thinking it could also be someone who's fine with it, but can't admit it br- before an election. Barack like, Obama style. Yep, saying yep. He's not, not for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know him well enough, obviously, to to know which one. But, you know, there's probably a one of those two that that he's leaning towards. And yeah, well, that sucks. Yeah, he's. A lot of people are saying that he he's not going to be that he's an, sort of an uncontroversial, not going to change anything, mm. like stable status quo choice for mm-hmm. for Japan. And um, but. Uh, it is better than Abe, who um, is the, the outgoing PM, who is a, a staunch conservative. Hmm. So we'll see. Cool. But um, it's not going to be the yay, gay marriage is here victory that maybe uh, some folks in Japan were hoping for. Yeah. That's the news. Um, speaking of people we are very excited about that did win uh, is... The following Patreon members. The, the uh, following Prime Ministers of Japan. The, <laughs> the following Prime Ministers of Patreon. Um, our, our new patrons, we are so almost caught up. Um, uh, Tesla727. Sure. Didn't, uh, if that that is a child of Elon Musk, probably. Mm-hmm. The normal named child of mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Uh, mm-hmm. David Tring. Uh, Shane Gogan. Gogan. Uh, isn't that the name of one of the characters in Dragon Ball Z? Oh, maybe. Um, no, there's something. Uh, Dexter N. Ooh. Ooh. That's part of your address. That's almost your address. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and Wadu. Two what? D's in case that is important to you. Two E's? Yes. <laughs> it's silent E's. Uh, D's. A Wadu. Um, so if you want to, we have a Patreon happy hour coming up, not too far away. Everyone at every level gets to join that. Um, but if you want bonus content, that's a level. If you want to decide an episode topic, that's a level. Um, t- t- today we're doing, um, uh, every month, the, su- the gap bridges get to vote on, uh, three options that we pick. And this, uh, episode is one of them. And people who are $5 and up get to, uh, do a tiebreaker vote, which we almost needed one at first until the biting ran away and one but um yeah so a lot of cool benefits join at patreon.com slash gayish podcast yeah do it
Do you want to talk about biting? I mean, that's why we're here. <laughs> I know, but we just have to say that to really like get our... Yeah, if you said no, that would make for a weird episode. Let's talk about biting. Yeah, so you this should week- make sure you talk about those of us who lost the vote this time and who picked what. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So every... I did biting. Every, yep, great. I, Kyle's I, the winner. The, when it was close, when it was tied up, I was like, what? I clearly have the best one. Like, I was very confused. Yeah, Jack-O-Lanterns almost won, which was mine. Yeah, there was a moment where I, I, I thought call- I... I got called out. Joe and Dallas called me out. He's like, you didn't even try to hide your, p- your pick. As your like, dumb pick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but now that my perfect winning streak, my perfect losing streak has been broken, I don't care anymore. You don't, yeah, so. you don't know what your what your approach is for these. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, Dan's going to talk about uh, in a Patreon episode at some point, probably like spooky dead sex with birds while ghosts are howling and werewolves are showing their butts. I don't something like that. I wish. It's just gay necrophiliac <laughs> birds that I'm going to be talking about for an upcoming <laughs> Patreon episode, yes. I was pretty much there. <laughs> pretty much there. Yeah. Oh. yeah. A little um, bit of extra set dressing on that, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> the werewolves are around, probably. Um, okay, yeah, biting. I'm going to start by talking about rough sex. Rough sex. Um, per usual, I will start with rough sex yeah. <laughs> and see where it goes from there. Um because that includes so uh i read a study called what is rough sex who does it and who likes it what what is love baby don't hurt me (laughs) what is rough sex baby do hurt me (laughs) some more um findings from is that not on our on our list i doubt it (laughs) yeah um a findings from a probability sample of U.S. undergraduate students. Okay. Uh, this appeared in the Archives of Sexual Behavior in 2021. Ooh. Fresh, hot off the which, presses. If you're listening to back episodes, that's what year it is right now. There's sometimes I listen to like old, I don't know what year they're in. And then they mentioned Corona. And I know like, oh, at least like what range? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in 2021 in case that's unclear to back listeners. Um, this is done by Debbie uh, Herbnick. To Cheng Fu, thanks for everything. Love Julie Newmar. What? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Say that name, that second name again. No. Okay, great. (laughs) Uh, Tsung Che Fu. Yeah. Uh, Sevdina of Diva, Kali Patterson, Yale, Ronestock, Gonzalez, Lucia, Guerrera, Reyes, Heather. Eastman, Muller, Jonathan Beckmeyer, and Molly Rosenberg. So many people. So many people were so interested in rough sex. Um, what is rough sex? What is rough sex? Um, they, in order of their, I didn't like, there was an entire preamble about how each of these different studies that have looked at this define rough sex. Like some, the, like the researcher defined it so people didn't have an option it was like very interesting like what did they include in rough sex and uh, anyway this this one they allowed the users to define what was included and so people could check off like is this rough sex or not and i will read the things included in rough sex in order from from most included to least from missionary to klingon here we go the range of your sexual dynamic (laughs) that's the that's the scale yeah um okay so most included choking yes 
Uh, then hair pulling. Yes. Spanking. Yes. Be- spanking feels like such an... I don't know. I, I don't do... Sp- like, bottom spanking? Like... I got spanked once, and I was not ready for it. And I was like... Like on the butt? Yeah. And did he say you're a bad, bad boy? No. Oh, okay. No. That's what, that was... But I was like, I feel like we should have talked about this before it happened. <laughs> Um, let's see. Being pinned down was next. Mm. Being tied up, which that to mm. me is different than rough sex. Yeah. Like th- I put that in a different category, but yeah, these people don't. Same. Um, hard thrusting. Okay. 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 Because some, you know, some like. Like getting railed. Yeah. I just, I just picture <laughs> stereotypes. I just picture this like christian lady who's had sex with one person her husband who she married at the age of you know 18 Mm -hmm. like his husband thrusts a little bit harder and she's like "Ooh, i just had rough sex i'm wild as she drinks you know white wine with her friends she had the wildest sex he did a really hard thrust yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. but i yeah uh then comes slapping slapping Mm -hmm. like in the face it did not define. So that's what, like, I mean, is spanking just a slap on the ass? Yeah. What is what is spanking? A non-ass spanking. A non-ass spanking. Yeah. Spank my face. <laughs> that's a weird way to describe it. Um, scratch. Oh no. And then biting. Okay. And then let's keep uh, scratching. Throwing someone onto a bed. Ooh. Tearing clothes off. Punching punching mm-hmm. okay and that it, why did you just made a face that I, you have to explain out loud I, I mean i don't know punching yeah for some reason that crosses a line for me but then let me tell you about the last one <laughs> making someone have sex uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just I rape don't, <laughs> i don't i i don't and 17 percent. it was far lower like all these were you know anywhere from like 70 something to 50 40 something like this one was by far the lowest mm. at 17 percent. but why is this included in rough sex because that's not sex yeah. that's yeah i don't maybe they defined it somewhere i didn't see that was like there's a there's a fun dynamic if you're on board with it that's like you know like kind of role play kind of thing that I yeah. that I would am like super into but like just saying that on its own is like that's not rough so that's that's rape um punching <laughs> but punching I butt yeah. punching butt punching what is <laughs> what is punching but a spank with a closed palm anywhere on the body. <laughs> Let's define everything by its relation to spanking. I want, I want a closed palm face spanking, please. <laughs> or like when you meet a new business person, you spank their hand very slowly <laughs> with your palms and jostle before releasing. Um, okay. I didn't mean to spend so much time on on just what is rough sex. Um, oh, another interesting thing. This included trans and non-binary people in their study which like you know this is the one (laughs) however (laughs) it was it it categorized people as men women or trans and non-binary which is uh that's very problematic i i i didn't realize it until this i think now we will see more and more studies that do include uh trans and non-binary people but in ways that show they're they don't totally get it because trans is not a separate category from men or women right 
non-binary is, yeah. but not trans. So the um any whomsels, the study found, let me just cut right to it. Let me spank right to the chase. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um uh trans people well they categorize trans and non-binary together so like a uh, trans and non-binary people were most likely to have rough sex what so, sometimes or often have rough sex men were at 46 percent. women were at 52 percent and trans non-binary people were at 69 percent. nice nice <laughs> um I don't know why that surprises me, but that very much surprises me. It okay. was the the yeah the the it's trans non-binary people and bi people were the most likely to have rough sex. Hmm. The the what I like to about the um, who initiates rough sex. Uh, overall, it was men are more likely to initiate than women. Mm-hmm. Um, but with trans people, it was very close to a fifty fifty split. Like they said, hmm. like you, is it you or your partner? So like. Uh, Huh. That I I liked that. Oh, that said something to me, you know. Okay. Um, how often th- uh, people that often have rough sex, straight and gay, is about the same. Straight people, straight men have have it 12 percent of straight men said they have it often. Gay men's eleven percent said they have it often. Bi people twenty nine percent said they have it often. Wow, I know they love it uh similar kind of breakdown like bisexual women were two times more likely than straight or lesbians i didn't know that like often have rough sex i would have thought gay men would be the, like the far and the way like i think that's projection on your part but okay <laughs> i don't i don't understand gay men do enjoy it the most oh, okay because there's a difference between how often do you have it versus how much do you enjoy it yeah um and weekly alcohol use i uh also um correlated to more likely to uh have rough sex more frequently interesting that lines up with my <laughs> understanding or my personal interesting okay that's rough sex there's a correlation causation problem here right like yeah they they didn't say it caused it yeah interesting for me it does <laughs> for me it's a causation like the one time like the example that i may bring up later in my personal life was i was like super drunk and a a now friend that we both have like when we first yeah. met like yeah. biting was part of it and i like a picture that i then used in my scruff is like a picture of the bite marks that were left over at, like if i unlock my private pictures to like to kind of give a little taste of what i'm into yeah Okay. We're going to talk about that later, though. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of said the whole thing. So there's, I'll, I'll repeat that again later, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Um, well, I want to talk about the fact that my phone is still Michael on. Michael Johnson, I, we even have a checklist that includes turning off your phone. Um, all right. Power off. It's off. Okay, great. Uh, I want to talk to you about the etymology of the phrase, bite me. <laughs> Do you sure. use this phrase no. in your life? Have you ever said to somebody, oh, bite me? No. No? I'm not Bart Simpson. I mean, you're not. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you think it means? If you had to guess what the what the what the etymology of it is, what would you what would you think? I mean, what is bite me but asking someone to spank you with their teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I have no idea. Okay. 
So I, I'm vampires jumps to mind. Vampires. Maybe that's just because I looked up stuff about vampires. Well, so so let's see. I, my, good God. Okay, so one suggested etymology is that it came from teenage boys in the late 1940s and early 1950s. Did not expect it to be that early. Yeah. Um, they used the expression to show their extreme disapproval with actions or statements made by others, teenagers and sometimes adults like teachers. It started as suck my dick. <laughs> Take me through the progression then to bite me. Yep. So, so during the 1950s, it was seen as a homophobic phrase. And given that during the time, nobody wanted to be labeled as gay or a homo, saying suck my dick to someone meant that they were gay or a homo. Suck my dick was actually a short form of the phrase suck my dick, you little homo, being the complete expression. Oh, I love it. And it was this expression that was the source of two other expressions. It sucks or you suck. Mm. And and then and then bite me emerged as the less vulgar and more appropriate shorthand variant. And bite me is less vulgar than suck it. I guess they're like very clear that the it is my dick and you are a gay faggot. Right. Exactly. Yep. And and it was the idea there, I guess, is sucking my dick isn't even an option the only thing you can do is bite it because it's in there you are a homo you are doing oral sex on me that's a given bite me is like that's the only little control or influence that you have on this situation is biting my cock that's in your mouth my dick is in your mouth and you're not sucking because i'm just shoving it very far in there right and you can you can go you can't I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Straight dudes ahead. are so gay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to shove my dick so far down your mouth. The only option you have is bite down, you little faggot. Like, that's, 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 yeah, that's so gay. Yeah, that is so gay. Yeah, it's super gay. And a problem, right? But like I, I don't know what I thought "bite me" meant. I certainly didn't know that it was like a homophobic slur in disguise. I didn't know that the "me" was my dick. Like I didn't know that was the. I knew that the "it" in "suck it" was my dick, but I didn't know the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, that's actually a controversial etymology that that linguists are not in total agreement about oh i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know we were getting into controversial linguists so opinions Gr green's dictionary of slang which is a rather influential collection of the etymology of various slang phrases says that bite me means the same as bite me in the ass hmm. so not the cock but the butt hmm. uh says th this dictionary says it originated on american college campuses in the 1980s and says that it is an exclamation of a generally derogatory or dismissive nature. Um, that makes more sense to me, honestly, than bite my dick real hard. Random House Historical Dictionary of American Slang lists bite me among expressions equivalent to go to hell or fuck you, uh, usually considered vulgar. And included in that list are bite my butt, 
which Random House dates from 1958, and Bite Me in the Ass, which is from 1963. Um, some slang dictionaries interpret Bite Me as an invitation to fellatio. <laughs> which the, the kinky linguists have found that similarity. Yeah. Um, hmm. But unless there's some reason to think otherwise, it's likely that what's supposed to be bitten is the butt. That, yeah. Um, uh, bite me. Um, Mike Myers entered that into modern um, parlance in 1991 with Wayne's World, <laughs> and uh, there was a 1992 episode of the sitcom Married with Children, and um, in which a character yells "Drop dead," and the other one retorts "Bite me." I bet Ed said that to Patty. Peg. Peg. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Ed. What's the character? I don't know the character's name, but that's okay. Yeah, so I don't know which one is right, but you, you, you think, which one do you think? Is it butt or dick? Butt. It is butt. You think? Yeah, okay. that seems pretty, yeah. All right. Well, there's also the, um, the OED says that the verb bite means the same thing as suck in North American slang, as in like, you suck or that sucks. That bites. That, that bites. Uh, there was a September 1975 issue of the National Lampoon that said, quote, the activities on campus really bite. And in North American slang, the OED adds to bite the big one. Is that a, a phrase you have used or are familiar with? I yeah, never used that. But. Yeah. Uh, it comes from the 1970s. Um, to be contemptible, awful, or unpleasant, as in that cocktail you made me bites the big one. Yeah. And uh, it also means to die. Yeah. As in, he got COVID and bit the big one. <laughs> or it means m- my first boyfriend loved me to bite the big one. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> and not the not the only one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, bite me has this like, hmm. we, we don't really know. And it could have come from a number of places. But like, it's hmm. it, it could be about... A homosexual fellatio <laughs> the best kind <laughs> in my book <laughs> um can i tell you about a different kind of biting i sure hope you do um did you know uh do you know what a love bite is um is that the like the the that's like a thing that kids do to each other right they no okay. i mean some kids do this but it's not what the motion you're doing with your hand uh love bite is british for hickey oh oh and so I just wanted to read it was I was trying to look up how like studies on um, hickeys, like if gay people are more likely to give hickeys or whatever yeah. uh, there in the research world, hickey is a last name. So it became very difficult to research because like it would show this like, yeah, so, sure. So uh, what I do, what did show up is uh, some questions that people asked on Quora. So I'm just oh. going to read the questions that I liked the most about hickeys. Excellent. First, is it gay for a guy to have a hickey? Yes, it was from a guy, but will people think I'm gay <laughs> if they see it? <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I mean, I in in high school there was this weird period of time of like the boys giving each other hickeys mm. in a like weird like domination thing mm. like it's very odd there's straight guys are so gay <laughs> oh the one of them's definitely not straight but yeah, i don't think he knows that anyway go ahead <laughs> do you want to tell him live on the air <laughs> yeah. chris you're gay uh oh. go ahead um 
his will he know does he listen does no he of course not oh. he, he watches pat robertson there's no way oh, he's no. <laughs> um there's Hickey's. Hickey's. there's a Hickey, right 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 sorry um there's a tiktok trend is it gay to kiss the bros is that what it's called is the is and so like they they uh and then the the other person will say no and kiss them on the cheek oh it's very sweet it's adorable um I, I think it, it is a reflection of is that is it yeah i think that is a tiktok has to me shows this like modern i'm sure there's shitty parts on it that i don't know but like is shows the modernization of what it means to be a man and like the fact that you can publicly have like be kissing your bros on the cheek is yeah. like just one example i think it's sweet um mm. and i think like when you're a kid you have all this even if you're straight you have all this sexual energy that like other dudes do too sure. and so like i can't you know suck on a chick's neck and i want to but like so i'm gonna do it with my bros and like it's a little bit of a like release of energy that does not necessarily mean you're gay okay no i don't think so but oh uh, man uh, i remember when i was a kid i had with one of my straight friends and mm-hmm. still it like married kids so i believe it like we heard we were um had this game where we would act out songs and Robin's show me love came on and we like dry humped each other for a little bit. Sure. Like, it, okay. and I, I think it was just because like we had like all this sexual energy and we were, we were just learning what masturbation was. So we were just so like horny all the time and like, just, you just kind of do stuff with your bros and it, I don't think it's gay. Wow. Wow. No, I, I mean, you're gay, Kyle. I am, but he's not sure <laughs> i i just think that's common when you have so much hormones that okay. like yeah i'm also a little bit more i think accepting of straight guys who do seemingly gay things maybe than you are oh. mm-hmm. no uh, no i don't think so maybe but i don't uh, think so have you I, I at least used to be have you evolved on that I for sure used to be more like I feel like in the past you've been like if a if a dude does like something gay or like you know you, you. I think that straight guy homoeroticism exists and that there's a lot of it that can happen that doesn't compromise the identity of being straight whatsoever. I think dry humping to show me love is not inside that safety. See, <laughs> I I absolutely think it is, especially like. Yeah, I absolutely think it is. All right. Great. I was going to say, like, especially as a, like, hormone-riddled teenager, but I think, like, even, like, as an adult, like, if you have a lot of sexual energy and you're not into dudes, but there's a warm body there that you want to, like, dry hump and that, like, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Um, That was just if I um, was just going to read this. Okay, second one. When a man puts a hickey on your neck, does it mean he loves you and doesn't want anyone else to have you? Okay. Okay. So this is, I think, okay. (laughs) What? Hickeys bother me. Why? And I, this is one of those situations where like, I want to be careful not to yuck anybody's yum, but I'm probably going to do it anyway. And like, it, it seems so unnecessary to semi permanently mark somebody it's not permanently it's not it doesn't go away in minutes like it's gonna it's gonna linger for a a while and it just seems so objectifying it seems so 
possessive or possessing on the part of the person that is giving the hickey. Like I marked that person because they're mine. Like they peed on you because you're a tree. And I, I can't tell if I you're pro or against I, this. I, I, I can't. I, this is all very hot. <laughs> I don't know what you're. And I don't. It's just. I don't, it, 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 it's problematic to me. And problematic is a strong word. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. I think there, like, there are parts of it. Someone may do it for that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe just kissing. Get like, I don't think all hickeys are on purpose. And I'm marking. Like, maybe you're just like kissing a whole bunch, and like it happened. That I think is different. But that's a hickey. That's a... I don't think. I don't think accidental hickeys are a thing. Hmm. Like, you can irritate somebody's skin. But that's a goes away in an hour or two kind of an irritation. A hickey is like you broke the blood vessels under the skin and it's going to linger for a while. And that did not happen accidentally. You, there was a choice there that was made. Most often, I would agree. Yeah. I, I, and I know, I know, I know that this is not mine to share, but here we go. I, I know that you have mentioned before liking to see on your own body the stuff that was left behind by the person mm. that was with you. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's not about possession. It, it can be, but it's not necessarily like that can just be how like fun. Like it can like that. I've had that for a one night stand and we never like hooked up again. So it's clearly not about any kind of possession, but it's also fun to see later. Okay. Hickey's on necks is like <laughs> things that like require a lot of explicit communication. Like that more than most other things, surprisingly, a hickey on the neck is is to me like like anywhere else on the body that's like less visible, fine, but like that is like because it's so visible, like that to me requires a lot of like explicit agreement. Okay. Next one, I'm a 13-year-old boy, and I think I'm gay. A few days ago, I had a sleepover with my best friend, who's also a boy, and at 5 a.m., he started turning me on and gave me a hickey on my neck and went back to bed. What do I do? <laughs> Ask him to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> this was posted on February 14th. <gasps> oh. Surprise, you're dating now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> In the gay world, that that's how we exchange. We exchange rings on your neck by sucking on them. Um, last one. <laughs> my mom found a hickey on my neck, and now she thinks I am gay. What do I do? In parentheses, I have a girlfriend. According to her, girls go, don't do that, comma, Mexican parents. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so you 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 sort of brought it up earlier in the segment. Like, is a is a hickey on a dude? Does that carry different meaning than a hickey on a girl in the straight world or otherwise? Oh. And I don't, I don't think so. But there might be like cultural things happening there. I uh, mean, uh, that's understandable. That or or I get it in context of like women wouldn't do that because like men are the ones that want rough sex and women don't. And like, that is not the numbers that I saw. Like rough. I didn't say this specifically, like for almost every category, men, women or trans, because apparently those are the categories in the study. Like it was, uh, about like half or more people often or sometimes have rough sex. It is very common. Yeah. But I think it's people don't think that women want it, initiate it, will go for it. Like the, there's a there's a definitely a you know sexism. Women yeah. aren't supposed to be 
want to have sex like that so i also i wouldn't put hickeys in rough sex category it, it's not like the act of that isn't rough or at least doesn't have to be i, I just associated and, it with you're right i don't necessarily think it's like sucking hard on a neck is is rough sex i just think it ties into uh and, I, and no that didn't even appear on this list the only reason i bring it up is because i just think it falls into the same category of like what oh, a woman couldn't give a hickey in the same way that, oh, a woman wouldn't want very hard thrusts. It's only the dude that wants yeah. that, you know? It's interesting now that I'm like feeling into it a little more, thinking about it more, a dude with a hickey, a straight dude with a hickey, that says to me not that he's done anything gay. There's nothing gay associated with it. But it does say, that some part of me thinks it says that she is trying to mark him as her territory and that that's emasculating somehow. Huh. And then that then leads to emasculating means feminine means gay. Like there's some, there's some stuff there. Yeah. Wow. That could be like 10 therapy sessions for you to process. <laughs> Cause that was like, a. why is, why is that emasculating? I know I get we're not talking logic now. We're just talking like, wh wh why was your feeling that that was emasculating? I don't understand where that would even come from. I mean, my ex-wife keeps popping up in my head while we're talking about oh. it. And like, that was very much like part of her part of her gig was like domination and control. And those are those are traditionally masculine traits. And um, you seem to have a much stronger association with hickeys and domination and control than I do. Yeah. Clearly, because <laughs> wow, huh? Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's some more visible, huh? Yeah. There's some, yeah. There's something to that 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 maybe. I have therapy tomorrow. I'll okay. Bring it up. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I want to talk about love bites. Is what you? Uh, what do you have? Love bites, but there's no biting if it's a hickey. There doesn't have to be anyway. No, like British people. British people. Get, explain yourselves. Do you wait? Is this a good time to ask you if you like your nipples bitten? <laughs> sure. Is that sure. a do dominating control thing? You, we, we know, I know far too much about how much you like your nipples played yeah. with during yeah. sex. Everyone now does. Um, yeah. Unfortunate side effect of having a podcast yeah. with your friend. Um, yeah. or, or not. Or <laughs> <laughs> is biting amongst the things that you like? Um, not right away. Like there's a there's an escalation path there that ends in that. Sure. Huh. Yeah. But that's that's a relatively recent thing too. Like, biting is a new biting nipples is a new discovery? Not a new discovery. It was something I knew that I didn't like not too oh. long ago. And then now fairly recently I've discovered that I do, but only well into hmm. the experience. Why? That's interesting. Um I don't know. It's there. There's a. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I can't explain it. Hmm. There, but but so. Have I answered the question? I'm getting. I'm turning yes. red now. This is great. Yes, okay. you did. You do like it, and you can do it right away without warning. <laughs> is what I heard at the bar. Listeners, Feel free. Just everyone. walk right up to me. <laughs> Say hello. You do have people that now know this and will touch your nipples, and I yeah. hope that biting is now in their repertoire of things they just walk up to you and do because it's far less context and far more interesting for me. Yeah, I don't. I. I cannot. <laughs> oh no, Kyle. <laughs> 
if people knew what it did to me, they wouldn't be so casual about it. They know what it does to you. I, I think at least the one person I'm thinking. Yeah. And it's fun for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I touch your nipple? No! <laughs> can no, I bite get, it? Get away from me. Can we, for the video page, <laughs> can I bite your nipple and see what it does? Oh, God. Um, I have bit... I have talked about this before. I went home with a uh, uh, trans woman before and yeah. like she wanted her nipples bit so hard in a way that I couldn't personally achieve because I was like, I think I might puncture your skin here. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there was something she had boobs. So I, I don't know if it was like there's just taking wild guess like if you maybe if you have an implant then that makes it less sensitive or something like i don't I, there or if she just likes it real hard biting or something but like I, I could not could not could not bite a nipple that hard like i physically like i just got too nervous mm. yeah i mean your teeth are capable of breaking the skin mm -hmm. so i mean if if that one dude can bite that other dude's ear off in a boxing ring. Like I could probably bite your nipple off if I really needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, but don't, I mean, don't, unless they really, well, well, that, then I, then is it a, are you a cannibal? If you accidentally bite someone's nipple off during sex, only if you swallow it. What if you swallow by accident? <laughs> what if it accidentally goes down your throat and you start choking? So you have to swallow it to free up your airwave are you now airwave airway are you now a cannibal i, I don't know who hmm. knows we'll take a, our next gap bridger poll <laughs> will be very weird one um and as we mentioned i have also had two guys that i've hooked up with that one boyfriend that i dated a long time and a dude that i just hooked up with that really liked dick biting yeah. and like that is also a thing that i i we talked about this on the uh, the live oral episode a long time ago, but like that is a weird experience that I, not them. I had to build up to, to like understand the, like how hard do you want this? And they wanted it to be bitten very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about like, I don't know, like doing damage, right? Like, like the pain aspect is one thing, but like, what if like, like damage your dick, right? Like yeah. that would be, I, I don't know. I mean, dicks are resilient. Well, are they? Dicks are, dicks are strong. They're independent. They're survivors. You can you can break your dick. That's a thing. Yeah. But then you fix it. N no. Yeah, you go to the hospital and they put a cast on your dick. <laughs> oh, God. Um, did, what did you want? I just started talking about other random shit did you have other things you have to talk about well, I, I sure do i mean you're, you're you're talking about dick biting sure oh and by the way dan is going to talk about something about biting in patreon what is that dan snake bite kits snake bite kits. which maybe oh to make your to make your nipples larger and more enticing to look like pepperonis on a pizza so that people will be more likely to bite them yeah you don't even need to get patreon because i just gave you the answer <laughs> <laughs> Mike, maybe, what you, maybe I should invest in some of that. We'll see. After I'll, after Dan talks to us, I'll let yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you'll that's just... in my Amazon <laughs> shopping cart. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk to you about the not fun, the not fun kind of dick biting. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 
so 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 people who've had their dick bit off oh okay right right so if you're squeamish yeah maybe there should be a trigger warning i don't know 30 seconds ago so there is a urban legend and snopes.com looked at it in an article called once bitten twice shy and uh the 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 urban legend is various incarnations of the story of someone is going down on someone who is behind the wheel of a car the car gets in an accident of some kind and then like they're maybe dead maybe not who knows but the penis gets bit off because it's in someone's mouth at the moment of the accident that happens this is why you were thinking about damage to penises well well there's that That, yeah okay yeah um and it's it's really it's it's interesting i think because there is a sort of uh what's it called like paranoia about that it's like a um it's a psychological Mm. phenomenon intrusive thought in intrusive thought yeah well penis captivus is the the male fear of penile entrapment like the whole thing about like fear of what's on the other side of a glory hole that's like a universal penis haver fear and that this penile entrapment interesting but but that that this that this the the reason that this story or stories like it disseminate so quickly as a meme is because there's something psychological that that it really speaks to our fear Mm. and um it's it's interesting so so snopes initially rated this one as a uh false as Mm. like it they could find no example of it actually happening from a reputable source i want you i want you to stop there okay (laughs) okay i mean i want that to be the answer yeah well so then in, in in May of 2009, there was a news story that was supposed to have taken place in Singapore and was reported in the Chinese press that while orally servicing her boss in a parked car at a local park, a secretary bit off the man's penis when the vehicle they were in was struck by a van. Oh. And uh, a private investigator that had followed the woman to the park on behalf of her husband saw the car begin to shake violently, presumably as the couple was going at it. Then after it was struck, heard the woman scream and saw that her mouth was covered in blood. The article reports that the woman later followed her lover to the hospital with part of the sexual organ she'd nipped off. And Snopes then changed the rating to mixed or unknown, mostly because Chinese newspapers, quote, are not bastions of journalistic correctitude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then not in car situations there are a couple of examples um and i'm just going to share just one of them for time but um then for my own yeah feeling okay with everything the new york daily news which is not necessarily totally journalistically uh fantastic all the time but had a a uh, in february 20th of 2015 had an article the headline is quote oklahoma man woke to girlfriend biting his penis off colon police (laughs) (laughs) comma mexican parents uh an oklahoma man says he nearly lost his penis when he woke to find his girlfriend trying to bite it off 
A night of drinking and arguing led to the painful arousal when the victim said he found Amber Ellis, quote, biting his penis off as he slept on the couch Thursday, KJRH reported. He told Tulsa police he fought the 31-year-old off, but in the process, she hit him in the head with a laptop computer. Oh, my God. Rough sex, man. This is not wanting not wanting to have sex forcing someone to have sex this is the other category their earlier argument was over his his accusing her of being too needy he said (laughs) Uh, he was hospitalized given several stitches to the base of his penis as well as treatment for injuries to his head face neck fingers and knee ellis was booked into the tulsa county jail on charges of maiming and assault with a dangerous weapon she's being held on forty five thousand dollars bond for both charges so it's not um funny in spite of how we're acting yeah but also also it's hard to get all the way through a dick <laughs> like it doesn't have part of the part if you of, said that in a very different context <laughs> i would have disagreed but okay it's like it's not easy to do mm-hmm. you have to have some pretty good chompers to, to accomplish <laughs> that but uh yeah anyway um <laughs> change the subject yeah, completely as you should. if that's okay i don't i i i don't actually like to be bitten during sex most of the time okay that's there's so that's, many other things on the list that i i like but like biting like i don't know mm. it hurts mm. um but you know who does like biting my mom i don't know who is does she <laughs> weigh in in the comment section below like and subscribe um vampires oh yeah vampires okay great so i read a few things about uh the like i started with are vampires gay because it seemed kind of gay yes to me. Um, the answer is yes, yes. okay uh, uh there's one article by this dude Stephen march who uh in an article uh what's really going on with all these vampires he wrote this i think it was in 2009 maybe but he wrote this around when twilight was, was oh, okay sure big he said quote vampires have overwhelmed pop culture because young straight women want to have sex with gay men not all young straight women of course but many if if not most of them wow okay Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, straight girls, I get you, but I don't... <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Whom am I to <laughs> um, argue with someone wanting to have sex with a gay man? Um, this this reads to me very much like... And this has been published in the New York Times and Esquire and, uh, and has books that, like uh, verified on Twitter, which is the source okay. of authority on if you're legit. Um, but this reads to me very much like people who um I've, I've heard you talk about like star trek or sci-fi like oh all of a sudden they made it political it's like uh, well the, no, yeah, like, no that's not uh so i was reading um the thing about vampires um which i'm talking about because they like biting necks to suck blood and and drink and live um uh the thing i didn't think of with vampires is unlike other monsters who are um like zombies was a comparison are just after like they are you know gross and weird and and crazy and just want to eat your brain and that's it they're like just all monster nothing redeeming about them vampires are more complex than that yeah they have like and and basically like vampires sucking your blood is a metaphor for sex that doesn't at all talk about sex yep um yeah they they're like fully fledged 
quote unquote people yes that have this affliction or whatever yeah they and, they are not a one you know two dimensional zombie that's like I want brains it's a care a fully fleshed yeah. out character that yeah um they are used to depict society's fears at the time which mm-hmm. is why like sucking blood or, or or like as a metaphor for sex is like how they were able to to talk about in Victorian times sex without getting into it um the first lesbian vampire appeared uh, in the 1871 novella carmilla what and uh, wait lesbian as in like suck the blood of other full-on explicit or? lesbian wow um according to an article it problematically depicted lesbian love as predatory but there's thrill in the existence of the victorian queer narrative okay um, but many of them, okay, so in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula in yeah. 1897, um, the uh, apparently the main character does not want female vampires. He wants Jonathan Harker stating, this man belongs to me. So that's more where, like, where the subtext was. Sure, yeah. And Bram Stoker uh, is rumored to have been a repressed homosexual. He was friends with Oscar Wilde. Okay. <laughs> as one as one piece of evidence that I will let you decide what you do with. Friends with Oscar Wilde is a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it should be the friends with Dorothy. It should be the friends. Um, in the Vampire Chronicles, Anne Rice, uh, 1990s, uh, about vampire chronicles a lot of people said there were um homoerotic subtext yes to do that yes um when 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 louis and um lestat like when he when lestat turns louis into a vampire that whole thing like once he's sucking his blood and you're like oh my god this is hot (laughs) they're they're for sure having gay sex right now (laughs) i i've never yeah i and it was written in the 70s um in 1996, she said, quote, on the homoerotic content of my novels, I can only say what I've said many times, that no form of love between consenting individuals appears wrong to me. I see bisexuality as power. When I write and they love rough sex, yeah. says Anne Rice specifically. <laughs> when I write, I have no gender. It is difficult for me to see the characters in terms of gender. I've written individuals who can fall in love with men and women. All this feels extremely natural to me. Undoubtedly, there is a deep protest in me against the Roman Catholic attitude towards sexuality. Yeah. Um, so there, there was plenty more. Um, I almost read someone's dissertation on queer vampires, Great. but it was 70 pages, so I didn't. Sorry. Um, but I will end with a quote from uh, pitnews.com uh, article called The Queer Corner. Surprise, vampires have always been gay by Rachel uh, Bachi, uh, who said, Today's vampires aren't gay because we're afraid of them. They're gay because gay people think vampires are cool. They're queer because, because they've always been queer. We're finally able to write our own vampire stories, and they're unsurprisingly full of love. I thought you were going to talk about the Buffy the Vampire Slayer effect. Oh, what's that? just that uh angels hot well and and like i think queer people in general but the gay men in particular are like drawn to the strong female character mm. thing in media and then and then that show for queer representation with willow and her lesbianic witch self yeah wasn't that the like first a uh, lesbian kiss or or, or a gay kiss or something something important it was a, yeah. yeah an important kiss <laughs> but 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 then um Anyway, I, I have a strong association with that show and like vampires and monsters, but vampires being 
like part of a, a queer thing but queerest thing to happen on that show is not the lesbian kiss it was that michelle trachtenberg was in it right yeah gays <laughs> <laughs> love her um in true blood uh i think there there was something that said god god hates fat fangs right uh, like yeah so i think the the queer depiction has gotten more and more explicit yeah as that has become like vampires as a representation of things that society is afraid of like we're getting less and less afraid of not only sex but gay sex so like that can be a little bit more explicit in it and we can explore other topics through it yeah yeah absolutely yeah true blood as an allegory for gay rights is really interesting mm. right that like because part of that universe vampires are living among the humans now and what is what is that what does that do and it's the same thing for for gay people like we're in the media we're, we're among yeah. you we're not in hiding anymore yeah 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 um yeah interesting do you want to say anything else about biting i do Ooh, i do are you ready for this i'm ready I, well i don't know after your last segment i'm a little gun shy yeah a little dick shy so uh i found an article and it goes over the 13 secret signs that tell you what a man will be like in bed Ooh. yep and uh I'll, I'll go through one how he fucks your friends i'll go th- <laughs> i'll go through a few of them um but but the first one and the reason that it ended up here in, on the show is he bites his nails is mm. one of them what do you think that says it says he's so good in bed he'll, you'll he'll do real good good sex to you and you love it i bite my nails yeah sure it says nail biters push themselves to the limits hence the stress busting biting habit by pushing boundaries and going to extremes, which usually equates to passion. It might not look attractive, but it can mean they're a great lover. No, it means they're full of anxiety and have no other outlet but biting their nails. And so if you like being scratched, they have pointy edges to scratch you, but don't let them finger you. Right. That's that's the full text of what it should have said. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he owns a dog. What do you think that says? He's a passionate lover. They're used to putting others' needs first, which is handy in bed for you, mm. and used to dealing with doggy drools and molting hair, so <laughs> unlikely to be a hygiene freak. <laughs> Your old dog drooled oh, yeah. like nobody's business. So yeah. that is, I, I believe that is a sign that, yeah, you're not as grossed out because you had to wipe his face a bunch. Uh, loopy handwriting? What do you think loopy handwriting says? Gay. According to handwriting specialists, people who sign a lowercase y with a flourish in the tail have high libidos and lots of imagination. And very gay. You, what what uh, straight dude adds flourishes to their signature? Right. Yeah. Um, here's an, uh, Well, you said straight guy, so maybe not. But uh, <laughs> he's no Bradley Cooper, meaning he's not super hot. Mm. Um, if he's not terribly good looking, he's not inundated with women pressing their bodies against his. So it's likely he'll spend time and effort keeping the ones that do. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Like there's a certain level of hotness that's like, oh, you didn't never really have to try that hard. So like you're not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Anyway, I I just there's there's a bunch of them. One of them, like flexible thumbs, apparently the, the ancient Chinese believed that the more flexible your thumb is, the more adventurous the lover and uh have you ever fingered someone with your thumb like stuck yes. your thumb in there like a, they're a plum absolutely really i I just realized i've never done that sometimes you run into somebody with a tight butthole and you need somewhere between one finger and two and your thumb is like at least my thumb is a pretty good intermediary there 
and did you do you give that a thumbs up? Oh, it's my butthole I'm talking about. No, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. stick your <laughs> thumb up your own butt. What's the etymology of that? Bite me and thumb up your butt. Yeah. Uh. I've never thought about just putting your thumb up a butt. I might be stuck on this for a while. I mean, why not? I don't know. Because it's just like, I don't know. It feels this makes, like this less great audio content. We're like, we're, we're just <laughs> thumbing the air, pretending to play thumb wars with ourselves by like spinning our thumbs around. I just, I just think of having more like control or range of motion with my index finger. Just like I, like you mm. use those more often, but like, yeah, you do. I guess yeah, my thumb's fatter. Just yeah, use all the, the tools at your disposal, Kyle. Uh, next guy, stick a big toe in there if you stick, want to. <laughs> I've seen porn like that. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> um, Is that it? Yeah. Did we do well, it? Then we covered a lot of ground on biting. Yeah, we did. We bit the big one. Yeah, we bite my ass, everybody. <laughs> bite want. me. Yeah. I mean, actually, don't just punch me. Um, did we talk about the personal stuff enough? Uh, yeah, do you have more more biting you want to talk about? No, not really. Yeah, me either. Okay, great. Then okay. Then let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. Let's take a break. Bite me. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our social media is at gayishpodcast. We are Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and we have Discord and stuff. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 585-5-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box. 19882 Seattle Washington 98109 um I real quick just because it came up this week in our Facebook group if you didn't know our Facebook group is private and that means oh, people can't yeah. see that you joined it people can't see the things that you say or do on there and we try to be diligent about making sure that everybody in there is a, a human listener of the show as best and, you can and, with, yeah yeah and it's not 100% but if anybody is like worried that the world will see that they joined a gay group that's not what will happen yeah. that's so. in, very intentional not only because it's not safe for work but also to hopefully be a place where someone can join and have you know less risk of like family seeing or whatever um so yep. yeah this also like came to... up this week the four r's we haven't done that in a while Ooh. rate review rubscribe and recommend those are the four r's and do do one or more of them right now yeah yeah that would be very nice if you would if you haven't yet and have listened to a bunch of our stuff for free um take a take five minutes and review it on apple podcasts yep or email it to a friend or message a friend or tell a friend or play it very loudly on a bus <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Kyle. Hey Mike. I'm gay. <laughs> I just thought you should know. Oh, hey Mike. Hey Kyle. I'm gay. What? <laughs> Are you gay? If so, <laughs> you may need Valium. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's National Coming Out Day it, on October 11th. It is National Coming Out Day. It is also Canadian Thanksgiving, which doesn't really count. And um, Indigenous Peoples Day indigenous people's day so if you're an indigenous canadian who's gay 
this is your this is the best day ever it's all of your things all at once (laughs) um a couple of other programming notes it's uh october is also lgbt history month which i think a lot of people don't um realize it coincides we talked about it on have a nice gay Mm -hmm. um and it coincides with not only national in the U.S. National Coming Out Day, uh, the first and second uh, marches on Washington for gay rights, yeah. uh, something else. But anyway, so yeah, the entire month. So read a book, everybody. Do a report. Get a book. <laughs> I've said that before, and you all didn't have these ads. <laughs> Rab, dar, gab. Rab, read a book. Dar, do a report. Gab, get a book. Okay. Great. Um. Couple of programming okay, notes. Sure. Uh, this isn't a programming note. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, so we did not win the podcast awards, but our very good friends over at If These Ovaries Could Talk did. So we feel pretty okay about losing. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. If you haven't checked them out, we've been on their show, so you can start there. But they talk about LGBT family, so congrats. Yep, yep, to the lesbians. Yep. And um, our 250th episode is in two weeks. If you would like to help us celebrate, it will be on Sunday, October the 17th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We'll do our show live and then we will have an after show hangout party. Live, like live streaming. Yeah. Where anyone can join when else. Yep, absolutely. And um, uh, as part of our, so every 50 episodes, we do a Q and a session. This one, we are doing the same. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, please send them in. You can DM them to us. You can post it publicly. If you want to, you can email us, or if you want to send a secret one, uh, that we won't, that Kyle and I won't read until the day of the episode, you can send it to Dan directly at gayishdan at gmail.com. And uh, also, my mom has agreed to A some cues this time. So if you have questions for Ma Johnson, she's happy to do that. So send those in. I, I'm excited about that. And also preemptively annoyed that all the questions are going to be for right, her. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm already annoyed at how she's going to upstage us because like she's far more interesting than either of us. But yeah, I'm yeah. excited for that. And uh, try, try to get those in by Friday, the uh, 15th of October. That would help us out. Um, and uh yeah i mean try meaning that is the deadline get them in by then yeah yeah um and we have some fun announcements planned we have some interesting news to share yeah yeah it's gonna be uh uh uh, flamtastic flamtastic sunday august the august sunday october 17th at 2 p.m pacific uh you ready to do our gayest and straightest yeah i'll go first i haven't done that a little bit um my gayest is there is no better feeling than uh, just like walking down the sidewalk and getting someone to do like a double take, like mm. someone just walking and, you know, you make your normal eye contact and then they look back at you and mm. you're like, ah, oh, I like I must look decent right now because mm. you just did a double take. So that happened recently and I felt very good about myself. Nice. Um, my straightest is a song came on the radio and I was like, oh, I like this. Looked at who it was on the thing it was ed sheeran oh god (laughs) the song bad habits and i was like oh no mike is right so yeah oh no (laughs) it's a good song oh well okay it's a weird looking dude he's a weird looking dude um uh so the gayest thing about me this week on my corner is a coffee shop and uh there is a barista in there who is hot and Every time I'm in there, he wants to talk about the gym. He just like randomly talks to me about the gym. And but this time I had my regional director was in town and we were having a coffee meeting. So 
there's a i mean he was an undergraduate last year this kid's like 22 years old and the barista clearly thought that maybe we were together <laughs> and then i ran into somebody that lives in my building and he very clearly thought that maybe we were together and then we ran into my neighbor coming back up to my place and i'm pretty sure she wondered if we were together just i had this like their body language and eye contact and things they said were like are you banging that dude, Mike? Like, are it, you it, dating someone? Yeah, <laughs> are you are you secretly to both of you dating someone? Yeah. No. Oh, uh, okay. No. Just just frat shit. Um, I c- confirmed my suspicion that straight dudes, or I, I already knew this, but it was just hasn't happened in a while. We hung out with a a a, a, a couple straight guys, but like a, a new guy, and he was talking about his friend, and he referred to him as my buddy, which like only straight guys refer to their friends as my buddy in yeah. that way. So yeah. confirmed my confirmed yeah. what I already know. The straightest thing about me this week, sometimes straightest is just the grossest thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know, like, I don't know why that's the case, but I have had a like dime to quarter sized bump on my back for like a year or more. Huh? And, um, it's, it doesn't hurt. doesn't bother me. It's just there. And, um, the other day I like reached under my shirt and kind of like, felt to make sure that it was there and then my fingers smelled horrible 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 so i went into the bathroom and uh took my shirt off and i like just kind of like was feeling it again and gave it a little squeeze and it just jizzed all over the mirror oh and, and, god and it stank so oh, bad that sounds it, bad it, if it, sm- it smells <laughs> it is that so infected bad. well i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna get it checked out because it's still there um but uh it's probably a sebaceous cyst usually the the smell does not mean infection or like a, oh. a, a boil or anything it's it's probably a sebaceous cyst um that's my new drag name yep a listener's gayest or straightest ish it's a case okay. ish uh okay. was a dm that we got on instagram um it says this okay here we go to start i love your show and i love all of you been a fan from the start just Aww. recently got caught back up with all the episodes so i'm feeling nostalgic and i have always been nervous about sharing my story about how i found out about your show but love telling everyone how i found it when <laughs> i recommend it so i bought a subaru and was looking for a podcast about cars slash subarus and funny enough, I stumbled across a gay podcast about Subarus, and the rest was history. <laughs> Not sure if that counts as my gayest or a straightest, but I feel like that's pretty far up there on both gay and straight. <laughs> I always joke with my friends that I was a lesbian in a gay man's body, so this show is a perfect example of not fully fitting the stereotype. I know you guys, of course, don't really know who the fuck I am, but I feel like I True. definitely relate with all of you independently, and I absolutely enjoy everything that you guys have done. Kyle is my mind, Mike is my heart, and fucking Dan is my dick. LOL. Kiss emoji. <laughs> I really enjoy that way. <laughs> that like makes complete sense in a nonsensical way, and I appreciate that. That okay. I um recently i i started listening to i was searching for podcast episodes about biting and one that came up i mean it was all about ki- my kids biting too much what do i do so yeah. like different kind of biting give give but, them a face spake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a traditional butt spake i would assume um se- the show sex with emily mm. came on which is always like at the top of the sexuality yeah, charts she, and always beating us she keeps beating she us she keeps spanking us yeah. <laughs> non-consensually <laughs> um <laughs> But she does way better at including like keyword rich descriptions and like, uh, uh, may, yeah, 
she you just, need to do she better just podcasts harder than we do she podcasts harder she was also <laughs> on like sean hannity i didn't get to the biting part but she mm. talked about how like she was on the sean hannity show and like did i, I was like oh okay like this is why you're bigger than us. Yeah. like anyway um thanks for writing in that's very sweet it's very, and very sweet. funny and yeah um so that is it a special thank you to pat robertson for going away yeah and to all of the dick biters in the world. <laughs> well, maybe not all the asterisk <laughs> consensual. Um, and thank you to our super gap bridgers, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Thomas B, Dusty Sands, Chris Cagetorian, Jerome York, Cena and Javi, and Ed Sheeran. Thanks, Ed Sheeran. Thanks, Ed Sheeran. Uh, that's, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be fit. <laughs> See you next week. Had necrophilia won the uh, the the Gapridger vote, maybe we would, could have gone into that sort of that sort of depth. Um, but um, they wanted to hear about biting. <laughs>